0: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Monday, June 1st. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me. What's going on, Rick? What's up? Today we are going to do a little, this is an extra episode, we don't usually record on Monday, but um, we are going to do a question and answer thanks to the Fantasy Football Discord chat. Um, So we are going to do some questions and answers on that Discord for you guys um, and answer the Discord questions. Before we do that, check out our website, thefantasychampions.com, follow us on Twitter at theffchamps on Instagram at thefantasychampions, you can like us at facebook.com. Forward slash the fantasy champion champions. Uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen: Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and uh, leave a review. Share this podcast with your friends. We also wanted to remind you that today we launched our draft guide pre-orders, which are twenty five dollars. Our launch date for the draft guide is July first, and uh, it has full rankings, breakouts, busts, player draft values, player breakdowns, and so much more. Be sure to uh, purchase that before the price goes up in July.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it, like I said in the last show, a lot of work went into this so and continues to go into it. So I hope people appreciate it. And uh, I think it's definitely worth a buy. For
0: sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so without further ado, let's just jump right into the questions because we're here for the sure. fantasy football discord chat. Um, and we'll start with one of the first questions, I guess, that started right off from Gurnal's. Uh, it says, do you believe DJ Moore will have a huge year and is it worth picking him in the top 30?
1: Mm, Do you want me to go first or you? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I, I would say yes. I think he's worth getting picked in the top 30. Um, if you look at ADPs right now, like on fantasy pros, that range, uh, you have like Juju Smith-Schuster, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Todd Gurley right now, Alan Robinson, Odell. I think he's in that range. Um, I definitely think he's worth the top 30. You look at how Teddy Bridgewater had Michael Thomas last year um, and how he kind of fed the beast to a star wide receiver. I think DG Moore can do that as well this year. He, he had some great weeks last year with uh, Kyle Allen as his quarterback. And I don't think uh, Teddy Bridgewater is an insane quarterback, but I think he's an upgrade (laughs) over Kyle Allen. So, I do think to answer your question, DJ Moore is definitely worth a top 30.
0: So, I mean, I would I would say he's worth definitely worth a top 30 pick. Um, I think there are other guys like if you're talking about the, the Chris Godwin jump that. Yeah. Uh, we saw last year where he was he ended up being like what the a top three wide receiver in half PPR. Right, yeah, I don't think DJ Moore can do that. But it is it's definitely possible for him to end up, I would say, somewhere in the top six. Um, sure. Teddy Bridgewater. Low end last wide receiver one. Say that
1: again. I'm just saying lo- low end wide receiver one.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely low end wide receiver one. Um, but I think last year what you saw with Teddy Bridgewater, the second Bridgewater took over in um, in New Orleans I thought that Michael Thomas was going to take a nosedive and he didn't end up doing that. He actually went on a streak of 20 plus point games during that time. So um, I think it's definitely possible for DJ Moore to have a huge year, whether it happens or not, is uh, remains to be seen, I guess. Um, Let's move on to the next question. Uh, Tart says, which rookie wide receiver will be relevant for 21 2020 redraft, if any?
1: Rookie is, wide receiver. This is a good question. I love this question. So, can I say draft, none?
0: Am I allowed to say none? You,
1: you are definitely allowed <laughs> to say none. Um, especially if it is like a ten-team uh, league, uh, you're probably not going to see any rookie wide receivers. Yeah, that are really relevant this year. Um, last year, you know, was kind of an anomaly. Like usually, rookie wide receivers don't do much, and even then, mm. there wasn't like Terry McLaren was okay for some weeks. DK Metcalf, obviously. But there was no rookie wide receiver that um, was really really stood out fantasy wise in a redraft year. Um, this year, I think it's going to be the same thing. I, I think C.D. Mm-hmm. Lamb's going to get some decent action. Um, somebody who not a lot of people are talking about that I like for rookie. I don't I don't know if he's going to be worth a pick in a redraft league, yeah. maybe a really really deep league. I think Denzel Mims is going to have a good season. Uh, I think he's the only guy in that offense behind Jameson Crowder for weapons wise. Um, there's not a lot of
0: You love Denzel Mims on the Jets. I do. I mean, I
1: love, I love Sam Donald. So it's it's partly (laughs) partly due to that. But yeah, it's just it's just um, not a lot of like Robbie Anderson is gone. Yeah, Uh, they did bring in Rashard Perriman, who I think will be good, but
0: I don't think he's going
1: to take a lot of work. So I think Mims, like he could be someone underrated, goes under the radar, gets a lot of targets. Uh, But I I would say nobody's going to be no rookie wide receiver is really going to be worth a draft pick in a redraft for the Super.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you have to, I, I would normally say it's all about landing spot, but then last year, Terry McLaren was just a beast in a freaking awful offense. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I really don't know how to answer that question. I, if I'm going to play, if I'm going to play the best landing spot scenario, I probably say CD lamb, but yeah. there is a lot of weapons in that offense and, and there's, it, it doesn't really lend to a good situation for him to get a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, at least year one, a lot of people are in love with Michael Gallup right now. I I haven't really decided on him and I haven't done my, I I haven't done my projections yet for the Cowboys, but, um, I I actually agree with you. Denzel Mims might have an opportunity The the jets don't have a great offense. They have a good offense. Um, but I think, you know, there's an, there's an opportunity for him to get a significant amount of targets and have success. And he's not a name. Like last year I came in the season. I was, I was actually like, who is Terry McLaren? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I knew who he was, but I didn't think he was going to have as good uh, a uh, rookie season that Uh, he did. I
1: would, I would say Jalen Rieger too is another guy who I think could have under the radar, really good rookie season.
0: All right. Sounds good. Uh, The Rams fan, he's asking, uh, I see a lot of, a lot of talk about the big three tight ends this season, Kittle, Kelsey and Andrews. Do you think Ertz is still in that group? If not, mm-hmm. why do you think he falls out?
1: This one, this one's a good one. You want to go first?
0: Yeah. Why isn't uh, Derek Waller in that Rams fan? Darren Aaron Waller. Waller. <laughs> <laughs> Waller's my guy. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely think Ertz has an opportunity to be in that group. I think last year was just a very bad year for the Eagles. They lost so many receivers did not Ertz have Still injury problems or not I don't remember Zach Ertz Yeah he didn't get uh, hurt I
1: if I think he might have I'll look it up
0: but I I think Zach Ertz in an off a more improved offense has an opportunity to uh improve oh, and get, get back to what he did last one, yeah. you know 2 years ago I should say as a top 3 yeah. tight end I think he can do that But it's just, it's just a matter of if the Eagles are good or bad last year, their offense just wasn't that it was okay, but it wasn't great. And, and they didn't get Ertz and enough opportunities to score touchdowns. And that's, you know, for most tight ends, that's what it's about scoring touchdowns. Right. But that's why I like Waller doesn't score touchdowns and still ends up in a top three of tight ends.
1: (laughs) Right. See, for me, my, my top tier is like Kittle and Kelsey. And then there is a drop-off with Andrews and Ertz. So I kind of have Ertz in that same cat. It's not really a top three for me. It's more of a top two. I mean, Ertz, you know, I do think last year was kind of just bad luck in some situations. His his catch percentage was also pretty low, considering the last few seasons he's been above 67% last year to 65% catch percentage. So I think that could go up. Um, It didn't help, too, that, like you said, there was a lot of injuries. So there was times last year with Zach Ertz yeah. getting double teamed. Not, I mean, there was defenses just focusing on Zach Ertz a lot last year. I think that could definitely change with yeah. a healthy Deshaun Jackson and Jalen Rieger in the mix. But I, I don't, I don't know. The ceiling for Zach Ertz is kind of limited uh, with Dallas Goddard kind of emerging last year, right. and he's turning 30 years old. But it's kind of getting old for a tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we saw Gronk, although Gronk had. A worse injury history than Zachary Yep. Gronk kind of slowly fell off the map when he was fantasy wise around this age too so you know I I, I like Zachary especially where he's going mm-hmm. uh, like I think he's the fine is the fourth tight end but yeah. I, I'm just not going to put him in the same class as a, a Kittle or Kelsey right now
0: okay um, I'm going to ask these there's two questions and I guess you could follow them and subsequent order so i'm gonna say uh tart asks does lamar repeat mm. as qb1 in all of fantasy this year um i i don't know i, so, I haven't decided yet
1: <laughs> so for me i'm, I'm saying yes if hell okay all so, right so the thing with lamar is like when i did my projections I was kind of like, okay, I know Lamar is not going to throw 36 touchdowns again. Yeah. Um I took that into account. Uh I, I lowered a lot of his stats and he still ended up being the top wide receiver by I mean the top quarterback by about like let's see. I had Yeah, I mean he, it's close between him and Mahomes, but I do have him with a 10-point edge over Mahomes. It's it's his ability to run the football. Yeah. Um which is just like in, in fantasy, when your quarterback can run the football like that and still throw for a decent amount of yards and touchdowns, it's, it's hard to <laughs> see him not having, like, in another elite season unless he gets hurt, which is a big F for somebody like Lamar who runs around the field a lot. Yeah. And he's not exactly built like uh, uh, Mark Ingram or, like, he's a skinny mm-hmm. guy. So, you know, the chances of him getting a leg injury do scare me. <laughs> um, but if, if he stays healthy... It's hard for me not to see Lamar finishing number one unless Mahomes just has like another like 45, 50 touchdown season yeah. passing the football like he did a few uh, two years ago and won MVP. Uh, barring that, I think Lamar finishes number one again.
0: I think uh, it, the hardest part about it is that when you when you sit there, you go, OK. Like for me, I always look at the QB one last year. I didn't say, I, I didn't think that Patrick Mahomes was going to finish as the QB one in all of fantasy again, like the number one quarterback in fantasy.
1: It's hard for a quarterback to
0: hard for him to, it, it, it doesn't happen. It rarely happened. It, it's really happened in the history of fantasy football. So it's like to yeah. say a guy is going to do it is stepping out of the box. And I felt like I was stepping out of the box saying Mahomes wasn't going to do it last year. Um you and, were. and he didn't. But I'm not saying Lamar's not going to do that. It's hard for me because history says they don't repeat. But Lamar says, I got my feet. So (laughs) I think for me, it's kind of like it's hard to say that he's not because as soon as you sit down and you start doing projections for Lamar Jackson, you're like, oh, he's definitely going to regress in the passing touchdown category. He's definitely going to regress. And they were way too Mm -hmm. efficient passing the football last year. So they're definitely going to regress in the passing yardage area. And you can take those out and he's still absurd yeah if he regresses rushing yards he's still going to be a top three quarterback so it's feasible for him to finish as the qb1 back-to-back years barring injury but i I don't think that i don't think it happens i think he ends up like the second or third guy but um just just following my trend (laughs) i guess um Let's move into the next question. Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson is his name on Discord. I wow. Like, I like up. that.
1: Celebrity. Yeah.
0: Um, he says, uh, what is the earliest you would take a quarterback such as uh, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, or Dak Prescott? And, or, he says, or are you mostly looking to grab some of the latter round QBs? Yeah.
1: So the way, I mean, the way we usually draft... Um, we typically like to take guys later. You, especially you. I like also to want to note,
0: Samuel L. Jackson's not even listening right now. Really? Yeah. Come on, Samuel L. Pop L. Jackson. The question
1: and then left. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fair enough. But, uh, to answer the question, like, we usually like to take quarterbacks a little later. Um, you know, my strategy is usually take somebody with, um, upside later, late in the draft and then like yeah. the 11th. Somewhere in like around the eleventh round, I usually take uh, somebody who I know is going to be at least a top, like twelve fantasy quarterback, um, maybe top ten. Okay. Uh, so I try to get like a veteran who I know is going to be stable, and then somebody who could potentially break out. Last year I took Josh Allen or and I was, it was between Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Of course I took Josh Allen. Um, and then the year before that I took Mahomes, and it worked out, but yeah. So Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson or Dak.
0: So what are you trying to, to me, say? I'm, you have a good track record? Is that,
1: uh, I do when it comes to the quarterbacks, <laughs> uh, not everything else. Always wow. is perfect, but quarterbacks, I feel like usually I'm pretty good at, uh, the thing, I I love Dak. Uh, just the amount that the Cowboys throw the football okay. and with Mike McCarthy as the coach. To me, I mean, what round, though? Uh, they would have to fall. They would it's have to fall. All three of would, them, really. Yeah, for all three guys. I, I think in order, it would be Dak, Russ, and then Kyler right now for me. But they would have to fall a full round from... or Yeah, about a full round from their ADP for me to do it. Dak would definitely be the one guy, though, who if he's still on the board and it's past his ADP and maybe like yeah i don't know how many teams you're in but past his adp significant like a full round i would definitely pull the trigger on that
0: um to answer i guess the first part of the question because i always go later around on the quarterback always do, yeah. i'd rather stream than pick a quarterback yeah. if i'm in a one qb league uh four-point touchdown, I always take quarterbacks in the later rounds. It's not necessary to, if you're in a two-quarterback league or a super flex league or a six-point f- touchdown for quarterback leader. maybe you're all three. Um, I, I all just three, don't. You definitely need, a you definitely need to quarter, draft a quarterback early. But most standard formats have quarterbacks, four-point touchdowns, and only one yep. per league. So for me, it's just not worth the draft capital when you could get, I mean, I, last year I got Dak and Ryan Tannehill, off the waiver wire and i just tag teamed it with them for most of my season you did great um so for me Dak, i wouldn't at kyler murray's adp i wouldn't draft him at russell wilson's adp his offense is way too efficient um and it it, at some point the efficiency is going to drop off so i i don't really like russell wilson either this year and that's a hot take for a lot of people for some reason um but anyway hot take for me Dak Prescott's the one I'm confused about, not because I have some kind of uh, weird fetish with the Dallas Cowboys, but... Every year you draft (laughs) a Cowboys player. (laughs) Every year. Uh, But I think Dak... The the problem is he had a really good year. So for me, I expect regression. But then they added, you know, CeeDee Lamb, they have Michael Gallup, they have Amari Cooper, Zeke's still there, Tony Pollard had a really good season. So it's like their offensive line is still good. Like that team is still very good. So it's like... Or the, at least the offense is very good. So Dak is, you know, he's in a position to have another really good season. But what makes us think that he's going to do that? And then Mike McCarthy's teams, you know, when he had Rodgers, always were ridiculous. So it's like, is Dak going to not play like Rodgers, but have that same opportunity? Um, I could see Dak having a great year, but I could also see Dak completely regressing. And it's so confusing that I almost want to avoid him, too. I would say draft a quarterback in the later rounds. Um, I would,
1: too, though. I
0: and stick with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that would be my go-to unless, uh, like I said, I'll, I'm a big Dak fan, so I would take Dak if he fell to you. Okay. Um, and drops it in the ADP, but overall, I would agree with you to, to wait. Um, if you're in a standard league, like you were saying, a four-point touchdown league for quarterbacks, yep. wait until the later rounds to get your guy.
0: Um, so to finish his question, because it felt like it was like six questions in one, but... <laughs> um, Uh, who just really quickly, who do you want in the later rounds? Give me a, I
1: don't uh, know if this is
0: already a question in there, but give me a guy that you think is going to have a a Lamar Mahomes season.
1: A sleeper year. Yeah. So, you know, I think some of the guys, like a lot of people talk about Daniel Jones. Um, I think he definitely would probably fit that bill. Uh, Mm -hmm as somebody who's a sleeper who could break out and i mean we look at year two guys mahomes and lamar were both in their second year starters yeah so so you look at all the
0: second year guys is that what you're doing
1: um not always uh because you love donald guy (laughs) donald yeah but donald's in his third year and yeah he doesn't he doesn't have quite the weaponry around him yet one day one day i'll be on the donald train but i would i would look at daniel jones um, Some guys you could consider looking at, though, I think he's, I mean, it mean, sounds crazy, but Joe Burrow, um, just because of the weapons around him, I think yep. he's a, because he's a rookie, he kind of has a ceiling, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people like Drew Locke. Uh, some people like Gardner Minshew. I know you're a Minshew guy. So I was going
0: to say, I was going to leave it at Gardner Minshew and not say anything else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look for some of those <laughs> younger guys. For me, it'd probably be Daniel Jones, though.
0: He's yeah, the uh, that's the man. safe late round yeah. pick. I'm going to go with Gardner because my 15th overall pick is, I mean, my 15th round pick is not really that important to me anyway. Um, let's move to another question. King of joust said, who is the last tight end you are comfortable taking in redraft this year?
1: Who is the last tight end? Yeah. And like a regular standard 10 team league, well, uh, Let's like, just say
0: 12 I mean, team half PPR.
1: Okay. So, so, for me, is somebody who again he's on the board late. I like to be in the middle. Um, he's pretty much he's pretty much been on the board. He's been on the board in every mock draft I've done in like the the last few rounds. That's C.J. Hawkinson. Um, you know he he had he had a decent start to his rookie season last year. I mean he mm-hmm. had a great start to his rookie season. Uh, his the first week he played, and I think he had twenty plus fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Then he kind of had a few drop touchdowns. It was kind of going downhill, and then Matt Stafford got it. Um with a fully healthy Matt Stafford Uh, and I was doing my projections uh, and I had TJ Hawkinson at about 145 points. Yeah. I think he's got the upside where he can be the next tight end in that conversation with Mark Andrews, George Kittle, uh, Travis Kelsey. He was a high pick. They're going to use him. He's going to be used a lot in the red zone as well, uh, which I like a lot. And Matt Stafford was having a great year last year before he got hurt. If he plays like he did last year, I mean, You're I think Hawk. T.J. Hawkinson's going to going to be really good. Okay. The I'm only not... concern is weapons around him. I mean, not weapons around him, but uh other guys in that offense that could take some targets. But even so, I I think there's enough targets to go around.
0: Okay. Um I would probably take uh Mike Gesicki. But Okay. <laughs> I I I always do this with the Dolphins and then they just suck.
1: <laughs> That's a good one though. Gesicki's yeah. a good option.
0: You're a very good option um for me i think he's he's got a lot of the same uh i don't want to say he's Gronk but he's got some traits that look like i'll sure. say TJ Hawkinson a big tight end. he's a yeah. big he's a big you know tight end third year in the league um he's if 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 let's just assume that Tua doesn't play or start next year um and it's and it's Fitzmagic the whole entire season uh i would think that Kasicki's going to have a, a monster year uh, because yeah. you know, uh, Fitzgerald loves this, loves this tight end. So I, I think he could have a really great season. He kind of fits the mold of a breakout tight end and he's what behind Devante Parker. Who's, <laughs> I mean, you got Albert Wilson, you got some other guys, but I think he's probably the second or third option in that offense. And if that's the yeah. case, I mean, he could have a, he could have a really great season.
1: You know, guys, kind of reminds me of Hooper Uh he's the kind of yep. like, um, don't draft Hooper the by the way that's uh, extra free advice yeah we don't like Hooper no we don't we do I do not like Hooper this year but but Hooper last year how we were talking before the season of how he's yeah. gotten better each year um, this could be a breakout year and it ended up being a breakout year I think I think he kind of fits the same mold as Austin Hooper when it comes to that
0: Okay. Um, MT only catches Saints I'm assuming that's Michael Thomas um, was the man who asked that question about Mahomes and Lamar who, who, who you can get for a break a quarterback on the cheap, just so everyone knows. Um, Dino asks, who is worth drafting? Uh, when is it worth drafting to uh, Jonathan Taylor and redraft leagues?
1: Good question. This is a good one. Uh, so I, for me, I think the Colts have already said that they're going to use both guys, right? They're going to use a Marlon Mack. Yeah. And they're going to use um, Jonathan Taylor. I think Marlon Mack is still going to get it's going to be split, but I think Mac might get like 30, 20, 30 more carries um, than yeah. Taylor. And then I also think Naheem Hines is going to be used in the passing game. Uh, he's kind of going to be their default passing game back. He had, he had 60 targets last year. But okay. Phil Burris does love throwing to running backs. So there might be some targets left over for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so he's still going to get some work in the passing game. Um, but I don't think he's going to be quite as good year one as a lot of other fantasy experts. I know you love Jonathan Taylor as a football player. Always. So I'd be interested to hear where you would take him in the draft.
0: If you are um, it, a dynasty player, like most of us probably are in this chat, we're mostly redraft, by the way. But um, yeah. yeah, if you're a dynasty, I mean, Jonathan Taylor... He he you could make an argument that he should be the one on one. He's talented. He's in a system that kind of works. Um I was thinking about this earlier today. You think about a lot of the running backs that were drafted in this class, right? The Cam Akers, DeAndre Swifts, and Jonathan Taylors all landed on teams who have sketchy offensive systems right now. The Colts and you know, the Colts and the Lions don't have bad offenses by any means, but in two, three years when their quarterback leads, what's that going to look like on Jonathan gotcha. Taylor on Deandre Swift, even on cam Akers, If you, if you like that sort of thing. Um, so Jared
1: Goff's contract is so big.
0: <laughs> I know. So, but to answer the question about Jonathan Taylor, I, I see him kind of being, because Marlon Mack has had injury problems. So I don't think he's worth drafting. I think he's worth letting somebody else draft and then wait until oh, midway point in the season. Him. And, and, Either make a a sneaky offer on him if the if the team won't drop him, or just wait till he ends up on the waiver wire because I think inevitably he's gonna you know hurt a lot of people in terms of the first half of the season. But he's a guy that like you remember Miles Sanders last year. It just took him all season. Yeah, and I, I there was another true. team I wanted Miles Sanders so bad, wanted to draft him, and another team sniped me right before my pick. And so I tried all season when the guy was like when Miles was Miles Sanders was not playing well all season to trade for him. He wasn't budging. So um, I, I think Jonathan Taylor might be that same way where it just takes all season sitting yeah, behind I mean, Marlon Mack gonna, to get an opportunity.
1: Right. I, I think he's going to be good, mm-hmm. um, especially long term, short term. Again, like I'm looking at fantasy pros right now, they haven't ranked 47. I think that's just a little high. They have him out of guys like uh, James Conner, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary. I think yeah. he's a little bit below that. Okay, um, His ADP right now, I think it's 51. So I, I would probably say I would take him around like late 50s, early 60s. I feel like is the range. So that I would take him. So if he drops around from where he's going right now, I would take him. But I think he's going to keep moving up. He's going to be this year's David Montgomery. I, I, I got a feeling that
0: Jonathan some
1: – well, that yeah, hurts my soul he a little might be, bit. He might be taken like in the third or fourth round. Why,
0: what, are, you, are you saying that, that because just, I like him? Is that...
1: <laughs> no, I mean, not, that wasn't what it was intended for, but you can Listen. definitely look at it that way because, <clears throat> you know, track track history, but...
0: Yeah. Uh, Tater Nanner 23. He's got a couple of questions in here, but uh, he says, what are some uh, wide receivers this year that I should target that could be like Chris Godwin?
1: Oh, so there's a, there's a couple guys that I like um I think I think the one in particular that particular that me and you both love is Calvin Ridley. Yeah, um Calvin Calvin Ridley to me is just I absolutely lo- love him this year. And it was funny because when we first talked about him, I, mm-hmm. you said you really liked him, and I was kind of like, eh, you know, I don't know if I'm like that into him. But Matt Ryan mm-hmm. throws the ball a lot. The Atlanta Falcons throw the ball a lot. Um, they lost Austin Hooper who had almost 100 targets last year Mm. they brought in Hayden Hurst who I don't think is going to have the same amount of target share thank you for joining
0: the Calvin Ridley train
1: oh it it is my pleasure I might even drive this thing because I I love Calvin Ridley I I projected Julio to have a lot of targets this year and I still had Calvin Ridley at 130 targets Mm -hmm. like I think he's going to get work if he gets 130 targets and he gets he gets a lot of receiving touchdowns, which it feels like he's kind of the guy. in the Yeah, I got him at 135, um, too. Yeah, so if he does that, man, he's going to be really, really good. Uh, I love Calvin Ridley. I, I think he's going in like the fifth round in a lot of drafts right now. Yeah, and To me, I mean, that's where Godwin went last year. I, I could see something similar to that happening. Now, Ridley is not going to be like fully like Godwin because Godwin finished, mm-hmm. what, second or third? Yeah. I think in half PPR among fantasy wide receivers. I don't know if Calvin really can get that high um, with Julio there, but right. I think he's going to be a low minded wide receiver one for sure, and if you can get that in the fifth round, uh, I, I think that's, that's great value.
0: But you stole mine.
1: Not to steal my slogan from Walmart, but... Let's
0: Stump. Um, you stole my guy. So now I'm going to go Debo Samuel without hesitation. Oh,
1: you stole my guy. <laughs> so that would have been my other guy.
0: Uh, so Debo, man, he was very good in the second half of the season last year. Yeah. What scares me is uh, the season before, we saw this same kind of second half resurgence from Dante Pettis. Um. And I was very, very excited about Pettis and he just completely (laughs) pooped himself last year and wasn't good. So that could happen with Debo. But I think, you know, I mean, who's their wide receiver one right now?
1: It's Debo. Yeah, it is Debo.
0: So Debo Samuel is their wide receiver one. They have a decent quarterback. And um, I think the the big floor piece for me, for Debo Samuel, the thing that's going to make him very valuable is Mm -hmm. that he rushes the football on a regular basis on these stupid sure. end around plays. Three rushing touchdowns. He had three rushing year. touchdowns last year. And because you're in, you know, that offense in San Francisco, they love to call crazy plays like that all the time. Sure, yeah. So it's like and stuff. he's he's going to he's going to definitely get an opportunity um to do a little bit more with that rushing. You don't expect it. But I think I think you could totally haven't statted out the 49ers yet, so I can't give any projections on it. But I think he could have over 100 targets, um, probably well over 100 targets um, and and probably come down with over a thousand yards and probably like five, maybe six receiving touchdowns. So low and wide receiver one, probably. I don't know that he can jump into that Chris Godwin conversation, but he's definitely I think Calvin Ridley and and Debo Samuel both could be in that conversation uh of of the Chris Godwin like breakout this year.
1: Yeah. I don't I don't know if again, similar to I don't know if he's his ceiling is that high of what Godwin was. Godwin, I mean it's hard to see a wide receiver you draft in the sixth round end up being a top three fantasy wide receiver. That usually doesn't happen. Um but Debo like I do I do really love Debo. He had eighty one mm-hmm. targets last year as a rookie. Yeah. Um in fifteen games and that was with Emmanuel Sanders for at least half the season um, and in the first half of the season, he wasn't really getting a whole lot of targets anyway. Now he's the main guy in that offense receiving wise, other than George Kittle. Um, but he's the main wide receiver in that offense. Uh, they added Brandon Ayuk, but I don't think he's going to take away a lot of targets. I don't think Dante Pettis really, he's kind of was put in the doghouse by Kyle Shanahan last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo's favorite go-to target. I mean, we watched it in the playoffs too. It was Debo Samuel. Yeah. He had a big Super Bowl. He, he, he's kind of like the go-to guy. Um and now going into year two, which we see receivers all the time with the year two, year three breakout. Yeah. I mean, I think he's well on his way to having a good season.
0: Okay. Uh sounds good. I'm stuck between let's do Hunter V two underscore. He says, uh, what RBs do you think are uh or what do you think what RBs do you think is a best buy in draft redraft leagues? Holy smokes. Sorry, Hunter, I destroyed your question.
1: <laughs> i was like i'm trying to make out what you what you're trying to say. so
0: what's the best running back to buy right now in redraft leagues
1: uh so geez, another go i mean so one guy i i love uh,
0: just walk you, in I the best buy i won't
1: say i walk won't in say the best
0: buy and just peruse yeah. the running backs
1: i won't say this is my answer but i love Devin singletary i'll just cut that out of the way but he's not the guy to me, I have Would you two. Guys who I, I mean, <laughs> Miles Sanders. To me, I think we both agree oh. um, is somebody who we're in love with. Canyon Drake as well. I, I really like. um You know, those guys are both going to get opportunities and yeah decent offenses. We saw what Miles Sanders could do last year when Jordan Howard was hurt. Uh, he's going to be the only guy in that offense running the football this year. Canyon Drake, same thing. We saw what he could do once he went to Arizona, uh, and now they got rid of David Johnson. So it's going to be him and Chase Edmonds and. I, I just, I really like Kenny and Drake this year. Um, oh, man, somebody yeah, else. Who, I got to
0: stop letting you answer first.
1: <laughs> I'll just say one more guy. Uh, That's my guy. You can, you can, you can still talk. Cause I won't go into full detail about him. You can go into detail about one of these guys. I'm just mentioning a few guys that I would, um, last guy I'd say is Todd Gurley. Uh, oh, okay.
0: Go. You know, I, I was I, about to say that as a joke.
1: <laughs> I legitimately believe that.
0: Oh um, boy.
1: Partly, well, it's partly because of where he's going. Yeah, like I don't, I don't think Todd Gurley really would be. I wouldn't have feel the same way if he was going in the second round. Yeah, um but he's, I, I dude, I took him in the sixth round the other day in a sleeper league. Uh, I think that's just ridiculous for somebody who's going to get the amount of work that he's going to get. I think he will end up and, being a
0: fourth rounder if I have to make a projection. On where still t- I still
1: think gonna that's be. fine in the fourth round.
0: I think there's other guys I, in the fourth round. I don't know. I feel like that's a little high, and that's from a girly lover.
1: <laughs> I mean I just love What what does it for me too Is the, the way Atlanta Passes the ball I mean Devontae Freeman Had like 70 targets Last year if Yeah you give Todd. Didn't he have like 55 targets,
0: catches Or 53 catches Or something yeah, like that Yeah I
1: mean he, he had a ridiculous amount I wish I had the exact Number in front of me But he had a lot of targets And if Todd Gurley Gets that many targets With that many receptions Okay uh, To go with The 200 plus carries That I think he's gonna get Like To me he's gonna be good Like he's he, He's gonna be really solid
0: Hmm. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna let you just run that question. We'll move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, you
1: not want to talk about Kenyon Drake?
0: No, I I, I I love Kenyon Drake. Um Toffee Skates asks, There was mention that uh, Ron Rivera compared Terry McLaurin to DJ Moore. Do you think we could see DJ Moore type production from Terry McLaurin? And where do you see McLaurin's ADP with this news? Uh runner various systems kind of scare the living hell out of me at the wide receiver position. Um I like McLaurin a lot. Ricky has more uh <laughs> excitement for McLaurin, so I'll let him really dive into this. I, but for me, I think I, I I'm not really in love with Terry McLaren because there's no, th- th- this is similar to when I was in love last year with, with Kenyon Drake on the Miami dolphins. He was on the Miami dolphins. Terry McLaurin is yeah. still on the Washington Redskins and that offense still isn't good. And you have to have Dwayne Haskins take a massive leap for Terry McLaren to have a really good season. I think, He's the equivalent of DJ Moore. And I think Terry McLaurin will end up being that in the Redskins offense. He could have a great year this year. I'm not saying he's not going to, but there are concerns for me with Terry McLaurin that, or McLaurin or however you say it, uh, that he McLaren, McLaren. people will draft him. What is it? His ADP is like in the fifth, sixth round right now, I believe.
1: I think it's later. Is it later? I actually think it's later. Yeah.
0: But I feel like he's uh, going to be a guy that people draft and, and then he ends up just not being as good as you thought. But I mean this sixth round or later, yes please. I'll take Terry McLaren on my plate all day.
1: Right. Uh yeah, so that's that's the thing with me too. I'm kind of in the same boat with you. One of the reasons I was high or it seemed like I was higher on Terry McLaren than you was just because of where he was going. Um it's another it's a similar situation to Devo. It's like the okay. year 2, he's the main he's a second year in the league, he's the main guy in that offense and we saw flashes of Terry McLaren being really really good last year. Mm-hmm. Um if, he, if he's going in the sixth round, seventh round, which last time I checked he was going, but he probably will move up yeah. um, as it is only June. But as of right now, yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely taking Terry McLaren in the sixth round. Uh, he, the Redskins are one of the only teams I haven't done my projections on. Um, so I don't like I'm not fully on board with McLaren yet. I want to get that out of the way before I fully jump on the train. But I—I I mean, all—all all the pieces are there for him. The only negative is what you said, which is the offense, and mm-hmm. that Redskins offense. How good is it going to be? Right. Um. And that is a legitimate concern. Mm-hmm. But he's the only guy that I feel like is going to get a like. I think he's going to get a lot of targets. I'll say that. I—I I think no matter what, okay. he's going to get a good amount of targets. Yeah, which I would will agree. Translate into at least some fantasy success.
0: Um. Frosty Helix is asking the hot take questions. Is Miles Sanders overhyped?
1: Asking the wrong people, (laughs) Alan.
0: We are Miles Sanders truthers for the end of life.
1: Yeah, I'm a Miles Sanders truther big time. So I don't think he's overhyped, but I could see why people would think that. Like, I know, like, if I was not doing... Um, if I was just still kind of the casual fantasy player I used to be, yep. and I saw Miles Sanders in the third round. Right. I wouldn't draft him. Would you?
0: <laughs> um, if I, if I was casual,
1: if you were, still Oh yeah, probably
0: kind of like, not. If I'm like anybody yeah, else in our home league, me. no, I'd probably be like, what, I mean, what is he doing in the third round?
1: Yeah. I'm sure some people are overhyping him. I, I would, I'm an informed like fantasy football
0: savant. I know what Miles Sanders is.
1: Yeah. I, I just, for me, the reason why I don't think he's overhyped is because that dude is... He's good at football. He, he is. <laughs> well, he is. But he's also in a perfect situation. Yeah. I mean, he's he's right now going to get involved in the passing game, right? He's going to get his targets. I yeah. don't know how many targets he had exactly last year. Um, but it was a good amount. And he was kind of the receiving back. Yeah. Um, even when Howard was there. So he's going to get his targets with Howard gone, he's going to get even more carries. Um, and he is the, like, I don't, do you see anybody stealing carries away from him? He's going to be a workhorse, a true workhorse. Yeah. Um, and a, and a good offense. Dang. And he's a young second year player. Like I think, I think a lot of, he, a lot of the, the, uh, checks are in the checkbox. You,
0: you couldn't, uh, you couldn't convince me more than I already was, but you did anyway. Um, Yeah, Miles Sanders is ridiculous, A, at football. I mean, I remember watching week one of the NFL season, or maybe it was week two or three, I can't remember. But like we talked about earlier, Miles Sanders had this slow start to the season, and it felt like every single week it was like, okay, uh, Jordan Howard's not here. Miles Sanders should blow up at this point. Is he going to have a big, big week? And it just felt like it kept on being like this all season waiting for the big week. Finally happened after, you know, five straight weeks of expecting it. Um, right. But for me, when I watched film week three, I was kind of sitting there and in a lot, there was a lot of plays where there was just one ridiculous thing happening after another. And when I say ridiculous thing, I mean like he gets tripped up with like one finger or he gets a holding call on a 40 yard run for a touchdown. And it was like, it just looked like he was so in all the film I watched him, it looked like he was so close to having these explosive games. And it was just stupid stuff like that that overtook it. And then you also had Jordan Howard on the team just completely stealing every single red zone red zone rep that you could ever imagine for Miles Sanders. So for me, Jordan Howard's gone. No one else is there. Miles Sanders is the job. I think if I was going to answer your question, Frosty, I think Miles Sanders is slightly overhyped right now, and that's what makes me nervous. But, you know, that same nervousness came with Chris Godwin last year, and I drafted him anyway, and he blew up. So and all I saw scrolling through my fantasy football Twitter page was Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin. Oh my God. Chris Godwin made a one handed catch in practice. Chris Godwin, this Chris, Chris Godwin that. And I'm like, should I even like this guy anymore? Everyone else likes him, but sometimes they're just a really good player. And, and Miles Sanders is that.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in full agreement with you on that one.
0: I don't know how to say your name. I think it's Ty Ruzi. He says, how confident are you with Drew Locke? If he ends up as your team's QB one
1: uh in a standard i
0: like that one too
1: in a standard league like just the regular
0: yeah four point. just assume just assume uh, don't you know
1: in a redraft regular league, probably i'm not that confident in july I, okay. I i i like his upside um like i know <laughs> i know colin cowherd <laughs> predicted him being an mvp don't
0: bring him year. into this
1: <laughs> um you know I, are
0: you I trying to like, give us a bad name
1: no, 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 no! Don't. I'm. I'm using this as an example of people who are stupid. Very hyped about him, including myself. Yep. Right. I. I do like Drew Locke. I like the weapons that are okay. around him that they're building. Adding Melvin Gordon, a- adding Jerry Judy, adding KJ Hamler. I think Cortland Sutton is a good receiver. So he's got he's got the weapons. Yeah. Um. I think he's kind of limited a little bit. You know, they don't throw the ball a whole ton in that offense. Mm-hmm. And with Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman still on the roster, I think they're going to, you know, try to utilize their running game. Um, but Locke, like, I, I really do like, especially in Dynasty, mm-hmm. if you're going to kind of rely on Drew Locke in a regular redraft league, make sure you have a veteran quarterback to go with him kind of what I was talking yeah. about earlier. Um, somebody who you know for a fact is going to be successful when he's out there um, to go with Drew Locke because if yeah. Drew Locke breaks out, then you got, you know, an MVP candidate. And if he stinks, he, well, good thing you drafted this veteran guy to go with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about Drew Locke. He, he seems like a I, – I don't think he should be drafted. I'll say that. Um, yeah. I think there's a chance he has, like – he, he kind of reminds me a smidge of – um, Daniel Jones last year where he might have some weeks where he, he can be a QB yeah, one, uh, you yeah. know, but he's not going to bring that weekly. He's going to be a streamable option. Um, he could blow up, you know, there's always that chance, but I, I mean, I haven't done a whole ton of research on drew lock yet. Is he a guy that likes to run on, run all over the field? He
1: doesn't, he, he doesn't, he's, he's not really a running quarterback, uh, okay. which is, I think kind of, my concern I am projected at like 150 rushing yards um so he's not way ahead of me dude (laughs) he's not like Tom Brady where he's like not going to run the ball a lot um I mean mean, he's he's not like Tom Brady where he's going to run the ball a little bit yeah but he's not like Lamar Jackson either he's not going to run all over the field
0: okay um let's move on to the next question from Tater Nanner 23 uh bringing it back with Tater Nanner I like that name for some reason I don't I don't know why uh, thoughts on Tyler Boyd and Juju in full point PPR this year I'm crazy um, am I crazy to think Juju finishes as a top 12 wide receiver this year no my friend you are not crazy
1: Absolutely
0: not uh, Juju is going to be a monster this year he's going to be the monster we thought he was like if week one if we, if week one Big Ben his arm just falls off his body then Juju's gonna suck yeah. But if we assume that uh, Ben Roethlisberger is going to be good next year, uh, at least slightly better than the the trash that they had last year, right? I think Juju ends as a top 12 wide receiver easily. I mean, he had, with Antonio Brown on the team, he had 160 targets. That's
1: so with like the full season of Big Ben.
0: Yes. So, so what, what? What makes you think that he's not going to get 160 targets with Big Ben on the field? That's why I also like Deontay Johnson, by the way. But that's a complete other conversation. As uh, far as the first half of your discussion, Tyler Boyd is dead.
1: <laughs> I word of love silence Juju for a Tyler Boyd. Lot more than Tyler Boyd. Um, you know, even last last year, like Juju, one game with his one game with Ben Roethlisberger, he was matched up against Stefan Gilmore, and he still had like what eight or nine targets. Um, So he he was on pace for having a good year before. Roethlisberger getting hurt just completely ruined his season, um, which is a good thing for this year because people are sleeping on him. Tyler Boyd, I'm kind of with you. I I wouldn't say he's completely dead because, you know, I think he's still actually going to probably get the most targets in that offense. um, Besides AJ Green. Well, AJ Green just health-wise, dude, it's just so concerning. Um, The problem with Tyler Boyd for me, though, is just – you know, it's not just AJ green. He has to worry about when mm-hmm. John Ross is healthy. He gets a lot of targets. He dropped T Higgins at the top of the second round. Yeah. Pretty much a late first round pick. Um, and then Joe Burrow, like who I like partly because of his running. Um, yeah, you know, is he going to be good enough to feed that many mouths? Cause you know, Joe Mixon too, he, he's going to get like 40, 45 catches, uh, they used Gio and Bernard in the offense. There's, there's a lot of guys in that offense mm. um, that would kind of limit Tyler Boyd. I still think he's going to be good. You know, he could be the best fantasy wide receiver on that team. I think he yeah. probably will be because I just don't trust AJ Green's health wise. Uh, but I'm not like, you know, going out of my way to draft Tyler Boyd. Juju Smith Schuster, though, I agree with you 100%. Okay.
0: Um, space Ghost Forced. Forced. I don't know why I said forced. Space Ghost Force. Uh, says uh, Fuller versus Brandon Cooks, both good values at their current ADPs, according to you all. Who do you uh, see emerging as the number one?
1: Um. So, again, this is a if because the injuries. Um, but I think if both guys are healthy for the full season, I'm I'm choosing Will Fuller. Um,
0: wow. Okay.
1: You. you so, <laughs> I'm guessing you like Brandon Cooks. So. Yeah,
0: dude, I love Brandon Cooks this year. Okay,
1: so. Uh, I, I love Will Fuller. Um, you know, we saw last year, I, I forget what week it was, but he had the big week where he had like Oh, was th- it like three, four touchdowns? Yeah, he had yeah. a monster week in yep. there. Um, And with Hopkins gone, you know, it's not like Watson didn't like Fuller anyway. He yeah. Fuller got a lot of targets when he was healthy in that offense. Um, And with Hopkins gone, I think Fuller is kind of his main guy. I like Cooks, you know, but Cooks, he... he He's kind of gone to so many teams and every single team he goes to, he has the same role mm-hmm. of just being a vertical threat. Um, and I think in, in this offense, Deshaun Watson usually gets out of the pocket and makes a play happen. He kind of likes having a security blanket for years. It's been Hopkins.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I think that's going to be willful or when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the concern though, is when he's healthy. But I mean, I think cooks is going to be fine too. He's going to be better than what he was last year. Yeah, uh, but I don't think he's going to be. You know, cooks, these guys are going to be Brandon Cooks
0: was a mid to high end wide receiver too, almost every year in his career, with the exception of last year or years he's been hurt. Um, yeah. so uh, Cooks, like to me, what did what did they spend a first round pick on him? A second round pick? I can't remember.
1: Um, I think it was a second.
0: So they they spent all this draft capital, if you want to say that, to acquire Brandon Cooks. He's their number one receiver. He doesn't play the same way Hopkins does. But, I mean, I think they're going to target the crap out of Cooks. And it would not surprise me if Cooks ends up being a wide receiver one next year. Uh, and because he was, you know, he switched teams and he burned everyone last year. He's, his ADP is not going to be, you know, horrible when August comes around. So I think he's going to be worth a draft slot. Uh, especially if you you don't even have to start in week one, it's definitely worth the risk. I think you could say the same for Will Fuller. I mean, if you draft both guys, I wouldn't even judge you, as long as you don't start yeah, both. Yeah, no, I
1: wouldn't either. Week. Um, there's my problem with those guys. though, uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like the balls can be spread a lot without Hopkins. Um, but I, 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 you, you say Cooks, I say Fuller. Uh, but I think either guy has good upside. You know, if you're taking them late, don't take either of these guys too early, though.
0: Yeah. Um, Frosty Helix says, he asks, will I crash and burn with Darius Geis on my IR this season? <laughs> hey, I got um, I, I to ask the same question myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he. I was talking to Rick the other day. He's He feels like he's one more injury away from being uh, like, uh, who's that running back in Houston that people loved for years? Uh, Donta Foreman. Oh, oh, <laughs> Dante Foreman, man. He was like, good. <laughs> and then he else. got hurt and hurt and hurt and yeah. hurt and hurt. And he was dead. So, oh, um, I, I, Darius guys, he's one injury away from that happening him. And, uh, well, Jarek McKinnon's already gone the way of the dodo, but, uh, I, yeah, I think Darius guys, I, I love Darius guys. I think he's fantastic. Like, I think he's very talented. I think he's in an offense that will work for him if he's healthy for a full season, Darius Geis could be a, an absurd value um, and end up being like a mid to high end RB two for your fantasy team. And a lot of people would buy him at that. So I like Geis. My only problem with Darius Geis is the IR question that you just asked. And um, I don't know. We have a writer on staff, Adam Hutchison. Uh, he's a uh, physical therapist. So he knows a little bit about medical stuff. He'd probably be better to ask. <laughs> than me yeah I, I don't know I, I'm gonna say I hope Darius guys plays a full season I would expect him to miss like four games this year yeah
1: would if I was statting
0: him? injuries would I draft him yeah
1: me too so no, but
0: yeah I that. think
1: I do think he's like one injury away from being Jerry McKinnon
0: <laughs> wow um in dynasty leagues toppy takes or skates I'm sorry it, it's his name is upside down uh in a dynasty league would you rather have Geis or Gurley why
1: oh man you're just i would say guys
0: i mean for the out. love of pete i yeah
1: It. De- i think it kind of depends on your situation if you're in a win now mode i would say girly yeah um because i do think girly's gonna be good for at least uh, I, I, another year or two <clears throat> yeah um meanwhile guys like if he can stay healthy he's very young and he does have kind of you know the saying older knees because of injuries right um but he's still like, how old is guys? Like twenty three, twenty four. Like he's yeah. he's a young young player. I mean, Gurley's pretty young too. But he's kind of got a lot of work, a lot of mileage on him. Yeah. Um. So I'd say like if you're kind of trying to take a risk, you're kind of rebuilding. I'd say guys, if you're in a win now situation, I'd say Todd Gurley.
0: Interesting. Okay. Um. Long term, I well, I mean, yeah, long term is definitely guys. But
1: are you guys both ways?
0: Yeah, I think I'm Geiss both ways. I'll take Geis. Geis both is ways.
1: 22. Sorry, he turns 23 this month.
0: Yeah, he's he is, he's young. He's you, yeah. Yeah, I most definitely would rather have Geis over Gurley in Dynasty. Um, Mom, Amon Call says, uh, or he asks, would you feel comfortable spending up to get Kelsey or Kittle in the second round? If not, then do you plan on drafting more than one tight end in later rounds? Interesting question. Um, I'm going to say, uh, for me, my strat is not to draft Travis Kelsey or George Kittle in the early rounds.
1: Yeah,
0: I think Travis Kelsey is an absolute lock to be the tight end one next year uh, if he stays healthy. Um,
1: I think Kittle could could have some say in that, but I just one or two at least. I think yeah. he's probably going to be number
0: one. I just feel like I feel like the value that you're going to get in return for Kelsey and Kittle, um. Is just not going to equal what the draft selection is for them. So basically what I mean yeah. by that is that Kelsey and Kittle are essentially wide receivers, right? So they score the same as wide receivers. They do basically everything the same at wide receiver. They're just locked into the tight end position. So you have to ask the question of, does the value of Kelsey or Kittle equal that of a wide receiver? So if a wide receiver scores 250 fantasy points and you're taking Kelsey ahead of them, then you should just take that wide receiver. Right. Uh, yeah. so I, I just, I feel like drafting Kelsey and Kittle, you're not going to get the value back that you want. Sure. It gives you what you would think is an unfair advantage in your fantasy league, but almost every year, sometimes people win with good tight ends and drafting good tight ends. I've seen it happen before, but in, sure. in all, in most of the leagues that I play in the team that drafts cat Kelsey or Kittle ends up losing a lot of games. Yeah. So and I always tend, talk. I always tend towards drafting in the later rounds. Um, I'll usually just draft one tight end and then make my waiver wire decisions after the draft as to whether or not I want to add another one. Uh, by the way, I don't draft kickers or defenses. So that allows me a lot more flexibility, I guess, in the later rounds to take (laughs) two tight ends
1: coming week one, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) i got to drop all my guys to pick up friggin' kicker, but I usually
1: have two tight ends in my roster. Um, I'll take a guy later. I'm kind of, I'm in the same boat with you on this one. I don't like taking tight ends early. Uh, Sure. If Kelsey or Kittle would fall to me, I think you yeah. know, like most players, you know, you got to take them if they fall, but I'm not, <clears> I'm not trying to excuse take me. one in the second round, just simply for the fact, like you said, I mean, if, if you take a wide receiver in the second round, you're probably going to get a lot more fantasy points than you would taking a tight end at that spot. Okay. Um, does it give you an advantage? Yes. But like you said, it's not as big as one of you would think. I mean, last year I, t- I, I, got Austin Hooper and Mark Andrews on my team and Hunter Henry. I did not draft a single one. Um yeah. Week to week, those guys I drafted
0: I drafted uh Austin hoop there it is in our home league. Yeah. Uh in the 15th round. And yep. then I picked up Darren Waller and dropped Austin Hooper week was 1. Another guy, yeah. And and it's yeah. like and I had Mark Andrews, so I picked up all three guys and it was just like You know, it goes to show you last year was a weird year for tight ends. I'll I'll recognize that.
1: But you're not going to get four guys.
0: Yeah. Like, but you can always get early in the season. There's always going to be a tight end like George Kittle or Darren Waller or Mark Andrews that you can hop on board with that didn't get drafted. Um, and so you're going to see that this year happen. You're going to see that next year and and beyond. So for me, I would not yeah. waste my pick. Yes, Kittle, Kittle and Kelsey are almost locks to be in the top three of tight ends. But I mean, it, it to me, it's not it's not worth drafting those guys to get that unfair advantage when the tight end position really doesn't have unless you have a tight end, you know, unless you're in a tight end premium league.
1: Sure, um, so that that could change things.
0: Kelsey and Kittle don't really give you that much of an advantage. If you're in a tight end premium yeah. league, you should most definitely be drafting you know high quality tight ends. But if you're just assuming that regular league, regular league, they're not they're not worth it at that value. So I'm definitely yeah. going to go with drafting one or more tight ends in the later rounds. Um, Space Ghost Forest, uh, he says, uh, can you all reiterate your points about David Montgomery's ADP value? Um, but do you think Foles boosts? A, what was or, the question? Hold Sorry, on, I'm, I'm I'm trying to read it out loud. <laughs> Can you all reiterate your points about David Montgomery's ADP the ADP value? But do you think Foles boosts or lowers his value? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, um, I was I, I saw the um the hyphens or the whatever you want to call them so the parentheses and we, I got confused.
1: We both said we liked his value um, for where he's going. Yep. Which I agree. I, I think where he's going, in considering the amount of work he's going to get, uh, I I mean his ADP right now is sixty two, so it's, yeah. it's hard to see a starting running back um, volume at sixty two. So yeah. I, I I would definitely I'm definitely on board with Montgomery right now for where he's going. Monty, um, I think Nick Foles could increase his value a little bit. Okay. Um, I don't think it would change it too much fantasy wise though. Uh, just because I don't think Nick Foles puts up huge numbers. I, th-
0: I think long long term through the full season, I think you're going to start. If Foles starts, that's for one. Um, sure. If Foles starts, I, I could see him improving David Montgomery, but I don't think that Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky are going to affect ADP, his ADP, uh, David Montgomery's ADP. Right. Yeah. I don't so, think it's going to change for me, um, I was talking to you about this, I think on the last episode, um, about, about David Montgomery's, uh, where he's getting drafted as ADP on top of the fact that he's going to get 200 or 250 plus touches. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's like, that's an absurd value to me. So I'm most definitely going to, you know, draft that at his value. Um, but, I don't think Nick Foles is going to make that big of a difference.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Um, I mean, I have, go ahead. Yeah. I have Montgomery at, uh, over 250 touches this year. So
0: awesome. Uh, so we'll, we only got a couple more questions to go. Um, okay. uh, frosty Helix says, will Kamara bounce back to be an elite RV one production, uh, that we are accustomed to seeing, or will it be more of the same in 2019? Uh, Kamara will be back. Yep. He will be back. Uh,
1: I, yeah, I'm a big Alvin Kamara guy. So I, I think he's going to return, you know, it, it's because partly because last year um, or two years ago, I should say, I think he got like 20 touchdowns total. He had, he had 18 yeah. touchdowns total last year. He had six. Wow. So he played in 14 games.
0: I talked about that last year too. When I was, I was at the top of one of my drafts and um, I wanted Zeke and I want a Camara, and I was choosing between the two of those at number two in my draft, and I said, there's two things about those two players that I like. I said, Zeke always gets the yards, but he never gets the touchdowns, almost never gets the touchdowns. Camara gets the touchdowns, but doesn't do as efficiently with yardage as Zeke does. So if, if Camara has a regression in the touchdown category, then you're going to see a point drop off. And that's exactly what happened with Kamara. And I ended up taking Zeke because I was like, Zeke always scores like six to eight touchdowns total on the season. Right. Um, And or maybe six to 10 touchdowns total on the season. But he always gets his yards. He always eats. So I was like, I'll take him and take the floor, you know, the high floor as opposed to you know, drafting Camara, taking that risk and then the bottom falling out at the, at the touchdown area. I think honestly, it was probably drew Brees not running that offense. So sure. I think Camara this year is, is a great, Va- not a he's not a great value I mean what is he getting drafted like six <laughs>
1: like, yeah yeah he's not he's it's like six.
0: so I mean I'm I don't mind um, there's there's a lot of running backs in the first round and I actually think Kamara can be one of those guys that jumps back into the top three and gets drafted at the back end of the first round
1: yeah I agree 100% on that one I, I if you're picking it, like fifth overall and Kamara's on the board to me I I would definitely take him so in 2018 he had 18 total touchdowns last year he had six like I was saying yep. I I think, you know, you can probably see him somewhere in the middle, uh, maybe around 12 touchdowns this year, maybe even a little bit more. Because he only played 14 games last year. If he plays a full 16, I could see him getting like 12, 13 touchdowns. Yeah. Um, And one thing he had, he he also fumbled four times last year. Uh, In his first two years in in the NFL, he only fumbled once each year. Right. Uh, So I would expect that number to go down. Uh, I think it was just kind of an anomaly year for Alvin Kamara. If he kind of goes back, to like he fumbles a little bit less and gets more touchdowns he's going to be ridiculous
0: yeah um i let's move on to the next question toppy skates another one he asked this one twice so i wanted to get to it uh he sees a question that's coming up in trades um he says that he's getting advice uh of selling dak and getting wentz in return i'm assuming he's in a dynasty league um, sure. We'll it so. seems like you almost always receive an extra piece when downgrading from Dak to Wentz. I uh, put quote downgrading in print, uh, yeah, in parentheses <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah. How far? How far off do you see the values between Dak and Wentz? And what type of piece would you need in addition to Wentz? In addition to move. In addition to, to Wentz to move Dak. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Um, so I do think Dak. You know, he's kind of. Fantasy wise, a little bit ahead of Carson Wentz, but honestly, like if you can get another solid piece, I would do that in a heartbeat because I think Wentz is also pretty. Like I think Wentz will probably get about three hundred fantasy points this year, Uh, so it's not like Carson Wentz is. Did
0: you project the Eagles?
1: I did. Wow. Um, I think Carson Wentz is going to get. How many touchdowns do you have for him?
0: I just want to hear it for Carson Wentz. Yeah,
1: Uh, I got to pull it up, dog. Don't
0: say forty. Don't do it.
1: What, what do you think would be the other piece? <laughs> <It's> not for <laughs> I do not have him at forty.
0: Uh, I'm like, how did you score him at 300? He doesn't rush, uh, does ch-
1: he? I am at 31 touchdowns.
0: Okay. Um,
1: which is an upgrade from what he had last year. But I think he had 27 touchdowns last year.
0: To be honest with you, bro, I think it it depends on your team and where you're at.
1: So yeah, um, that's. I was gonna go there.
0: I would. I. I mean, if you're if you're in a good position to to shoot for a chip, I would keep Dak, and just draft a quarterback. If you're worried about long-term plans, um, I I don't. I mean, I, you can like Wentz, but with dra- trading Dak for Wentz is a massive risk. Carson Wentz had one really fantastic season, and then at, he tore his ACL in that season. And since then, he has not been good. Now there is there's proof. That, you know, usually it takes one, two, maybe three years for a guy to get over a quarterback is in particular to get over that, yeah. you know, knee injury to get back to where he was. But he's only done it once. Dak has been good in, you know, more than one year. So I would just hold on to Dak, you know, keep him on your team and uh, and then draft a quarterback in this year. Like you might even be able to get an undrafted guy that could end up being good uh, in, you know, in the future. So. That's assuming if you're in a dynasty league, uh,
1: I would, I would only do that trade for like what you said. Um, if you're not in a position that you feel like you can win your title in dynasty yeah. Um, or two, you get something really solid to go with wins. Cause I don't, don't think it really is a big difference between those two guys, but I do think Dak is the better fantasy quarterback. Um, what do you think would be like, I mean, so what I would say is the additional piece would have to be some, a player that you can't like refuse. Like you, you look at the deal and be like, okay, I can't pass yeah. up on a and this insert player here, or maybe like a need, like, let's say you really need another running back and he gives mm-hmm. you a starting quality running back to go with Carson Wentz. Yeah. I'd make that trade. Yeah. Or same thing with a wide receiver. Um, okay. But if you're in win now mode, uh, unless again, unless he kind of blows you out of the water, I'd keep Dak.
0: Okay. Um, we'll get to one, maybe two questions. Uh, Frosty Helix says, which hype hyped up wide receivers, uh, will be disappointing. Uh, we'll be. will have a disappointing season similar to OBJ in 2019.
1: Another good question. Uh, is, I, I was going to say, is it is it awful to say OBJ again? I, I think OBJ will be good, uh, but he's starting okay. to move up. Like he's. I think Fantasy Pros has him ranked 10 now. Uh, I could be wrong.
0: As a reminder, goes. this is not a question about OBJ. This is no 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 which type? Oh, okay, all right. I just I um, thought you were, you were going into OBJ.
1: <laughs> I do, but I just think he's he's starting to get rehyped up because everybody's like, oh, he had a bad year. Oh last yeah year.
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah This year. Oh, so you're saying OBJ um, again? Don't do that to me.
1: I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I like OBJ. I draft him. I just think people are slowly starting to hype that that guy up again. Yeah. And I think he, you know, he's got kind of a ceiling with the amount of times that the Browns throw the football. Yeah. And with the weapons around him, I think he'll be more efficient though. So he will be better. Um, I just I don't know if I'd w- be willing to put him in the top ten right now for receivers. Uh, somebody who I think is getting a little hyped right now is Keenan Allen. You um, he, he I saw him going I think the fourth round yeah. the other day, and I know he's a great wide receiver. But with with as of right now, their plan is to go with Teron Taylor as a starter. I mean, we saw Keenan Allen last year after the first what three weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. He kind of just fell off a cliff. I think it's going to be similar to that. He'll be okay, uh, but not not worth a fourth round pick when you can get other guys like Calvin Ridley, yeah. um, AJ Brown, or Cooper Cup, or even Adam Thielen. Any one of those guys in that same area. Yeah, uh, I, so, hey, go ahead.
0: I I I don't know how to answer this question. I like all receivers.
1: I do. I, um, I really am a receiver guy. I
0: have to. I have to pull up the ADP at what the wide receiver position real fast. Hold you know on who's somebody
1: who you know he's. I don't know if he's super overhyped necessarily because he's not. Cause going Because I super drafted high. OBJ he's, in the
0: second round and I got slapped in the face. So whatever.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you know it firsthand. You know what? You know who I'll say? I think Mike Evans. Um, okay. Mike Evans is a little overhyped to me. He's going top of the third. Oh, round. Oh Lord,
0: have mercy! He's going off as the eighth, the eighth wide receiver.
1: Yeah, end of the second oh. round. Um, you know, I, I think like he'll be good again. It's hard to for me. I don't. I don't know if there's going to be necessarily. I'm going to agree with you on Jay this one. Or Juju, where yeah. somebody really falls off after being a second round pick. But Mike Evans, you know, Brady likes the slot guy. Yeah, I mean, other than 2007 with Rainy Moss, which was mm-hmm. a long time ago now, it's it's hard for him to throw deep. I think Evans will be good, but he's not going to be at the same level as the Chris Godwin. Yeah. To me, at least. Um, you know, I, this guy isn't getting super hyped, but I'll mention, I, I don't think T.Y. Hilton is going to ha- be good at all this year. And he's right yeah. now ahead of DJ and Stephon Diggs, and DK Metcalf, and Terry McLaren. <laughs> yeah, don't, um, don't take
0: t- T.Y. Hilton. I want to say he's a bust, but I feel like that's common knowledge. So
1: Yeah, but right now, Fancy Pros has him. Uh, as a 23rd receiver. So I yeah don't, don't listen I, 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 to me. He's probably not even in my top 30 mm. for
0: wide well, receivers. Fantastic questions, everyone. I wish we yeah. had more time to uh, answer them and take them down, but I've already gone over my own personal limit for how long this is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, we thank you so, so much for allowing us to do this, allowing to answer your, answer your questions um, it's been, it's been fun, interesting, and real, um, please yeah. consider going to our website, the dot com, and, uh, and it, it says the draft guide right at the top. Just click on that and go buy it right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if <laughs> I'm not leaving
0: if, until you buy it. So
1: if you guys, <laughs> if you guys like, um, our advice, and really want to win your league. I think it's it's a good investment to make. You know, it's it's not a lot of money. It's got a lot of good information in there. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely something that, if you really really want to win your league this year, you yeah. want to have a good draft. I think it's definitely a good investment. To have.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and don't forget to check out our website. Uh, I mean, uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Sorry, I already mentioned the website, but. Yeah, you can mention it again. That's OK. <laughs> the uh, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, please. And uh, we do have a show dropping tomorrow. We're going to talk about quarterback sleepers, uh, tight end sleepers, wide receiver all over the place for the next couple weeks. We'll see you tomorrow, guys. Peace yeah, see out.
1: Tomorrow. Thanks for having us.
0: Thank you for listening to the fantasy champions podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.